Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. What is up, New Jersey? Happy Monday. Man, has anyone ever said happy Monday to you? You know what? Never mind. Never mind. It's Monday, July 13th, and we are back to our regularly scheduled program. If you hadn't checked it out last Friday, I had to post a sort of an emergency episode because the New Jersey Devils hired their new coach. It was Lindy Ruff. We're definitely going to touch more on Lindy in future episodes. We're going to look at some of his press conferences later this week, and that's going to be a very good episode, so keep your ears out. Today's episode is going to be sort of a follow-up from Wednesdays. If you hadn't checked it out, already I posted a birthday special because it was my birthday on Wednesday anyway on Wednesday we talked about Patrick Eliash and his Hall of Fame status why he wasn't elected into the Hall of Fame yet basically the main takeaway was I do believe he will end up in the Hall of Fame but people have to be patient it's going to take some time he has to be extremely fortunate also talked about how him not winning any accolades other than two Stanley Cups kind of hurts his chances of being elected to the Hall of Fame. He does have his jersey number retired by the Devils. However, I'm sure he would love to be sitting in the Hall of Fame like a lot of other people and also his defensive peers. So I was reading a lot of articles after Wednesday's episode because I was just trying to find more information. Does Patrick Eliash have a legit chance of making it into the Hall of Fame? And I'm going to repeat myself again. He does, but he has to be extremely fortunate. Now, there was one comparison that I did find worth talking about in this podcast, and that was the comparison of Patrick Eliash to Marion Hossa. Left wing feed and Isamov. His pass across ice makes its way through to Hossa for the shot. He's gone! There it is! Number 500 for Marion Hossa. And his teammates are well aware of it. As he gets the hugs over by the Chicago bench, 44th player in NHL history with 500 goals. Now, one of the big takeaways I did in the last episode was go down the list of potential NHL awards that one can win for their respective position, and I showed the awards that Eliash has unfortunately come up short in. Now, by no means am I trying to take anything away from Eliash. Like I said, he's a devil's legend. And he has achieved so much, bringing home two Stanley Cups for New Jersey, winning the Golden Stick, and also winning some nice metal hardware playing international. Now let's be nice and let's be fair. We got to look at Hosa and see what kind of awards he has won and compare that to Eliash and see what's the difference between Eliash and Hosa. So let's go down that awards list. Now with all due respect, Hosa is a great player, but he has never won a Conn Smythe Award, so no MVP playoff for him. No MVP in general, so the Hart Memorial Trophy is not there. No Rookie of the Year. Calder Memorial, uh uh-uh. Never led in scoring, so he doesn't win the Art Ross Trophy. No defensive award for a forward, so the Frank J. Selkie, nope, just like Eliash. No sportsmanship trophy, the Lady Bing Award, so also not in his trophy case. What has he won? 
Well, he was NHL All-Rookie Team in 1999. He has appeared in five All-Star Games, 2001, 2003, 2007, 2008, and 2012. And he is a three-time Stanley Cup champion, 2010, 2013, and 2015. Now you're probably wondering, Trey, he just won one more Stanley Cup than Patrick Eliash. What's the difference? Well, here's where I'm going to break it down and see... And by no means am I just trying to say that Eliash is nothing compared to him because they pretty much are on the same boat, but we need to look at it in a different perspective because perspective is everything. Normally, I'm not a huge fan of changing the narrative, but I think this may be the case. We need to look at when those Stanley Cup championships occurred, what was the scenario, and also well, how does it stack up against Eliash? To provide some background information, Osa is originally from Slovakia. He was drafted 12th overall in the 1997 NHL Draft. He's played with five different NHL teams. First, the Ottawa Senators, then the Atlanta Thrashers. They are now called the Winnipeg Jets, the Pittsburgh Penguins, the Detroit Red Wings, and the Chicago Blackhawks in his NHL career. Similar to Eliash, he represented his country by playing international. However, he has never won a medal. His best finish was 2016 for Team Europa in the World Hockey Cup. That was the year that Canada hosted the event and also Canada ended up winning. That was their second title, so no medal for Hosa there. It is also worth mentioning that even though Hosa played for 21 years at the professional level, he played from 1996 to 2017, we do have to mention that his career was cut short due to him obtaining a skin disease that was not treatable and he had to forcefully retire. He claimed that he had a few years left in him so we got to give him that benefit of the doubt. But anyways, Hosa played seven years for the Ottawa Senators to begin his career. During his tenure he made NHL rookie team in 1999 as I previously stated and he also made his two first all-star appearances with the Senators. Following the 2005 and 2006 season, signed a three-year 18 million dollar deal with the Senators. How However, the contract only participated in a deal that sent him to the same day to the Atlanta Thrashers. Greg DeVries was also included in that deal, and in return, the Senators got Danny Heatley. We don't need to discuss the details of the backstory of that trade. It's a pretty touchy subject, but I think most hockey fans know what the situation was. He was not a disappointment for the Atlanta Thrashers. In his first year with Atlanta, he had 39 goals and 53 assists for a grand total of 92 points. Year two, he became even better. He became the first Thrasher to accommodate 100 points in one year, 43 goals and 57 assists. Remember, Eliash has never broken triple digits in terms of points. He could have if he was in the right system or if the right rules were intact. I discussed that in the last episode, but digressing a little bit. He was later traded to the Pittsburgh Penguins, and the Penguins gave up a lot to obtain him for an expiring contract. They gave up two players, a prospect, and a first-round pick in the 2008 draft. Despite him missing a few games due to injury, his career with the Pittsburgh Penguins was still pretty good. However, it wasn't good enough as the Pittsburgh Penguins ended up losing to the Detroit Red Wings in that year's Stanley Cup. Now, the Pittsburgh Penguins offered him a huge deal. They offered this guy $7 million annually for five years to retain his services. However, Hosa decided to join the dark side of the force and signed with the Detroit Red Wings worth $7.45 million, And it was a one-year deal. Does this sound familiar? Going to a team that beats you? This guy pulled the Kevin Durant before Kevin Durant pulled the Kevin Durant. However, here, here's the funny part. They lost to the Pittsburgh Penguins in that year's Stanley Cup. Yes, the Penguins got their revenge. 
Hossa ended up finishing the 2009 playoffs with six goals and nine assists for a total of 15 points over 23 games. Now here comes the offseason. On July 1st, 2009, Hossa decides to go to the Chicago Blackhawks. Again, any hockey fan will tell you the Chicago Blackhawks and the Detroit Red Wings absolutely know that is one of the biggest rivalries in the NHL. Well, not currently because the Red Wings suck, but still, you get the point. His contract with the Blackhawks was worth $62.8 million, and he signed for 12 years. So you can see that the Blackhawks were all in for this guy. The reasoning behind this signing was because the Blackhawks lost their leading scorer and MVP from the previous season, Martin Havlot, which by the way, that's a New Jersey Devil, former New Jersey Devil, we'll talk about him in a later episode, to the Minnesota Wild that same day. Similar to the Pittsburgh Penguins situation, he did get injured and he had to miss some significant time before he was ready to get back on the ice. However, he is an absolute Chicago Blackhawks legend. In eight years competing with the Blackhawks, he played in 534 games, had 186 goals, and 229 assists for a grand total of 415 points. Keep in mind, he got off to a slow start with the Blackhawks due to that injury, like I said, and also his career had to be cut short due to that skin disorder that he unfortunately obtained. This was his opportunity to break his chain of losing in the Stanley Cup. Speaking of chain, chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanic and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than the changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, Get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Now, I talked about at the top of the show, the narrative probably helped Hosa's case for being a Hall of Famer. But before we talk about that, I want to talk about Eliash's final stats and Hosa's final career stats. So, for those of you who forgot, Eliash's career stats are 1,240 games played, that's 96th all time. 408 goals, that's 92nd all-time, and 617 assists, 84th all-time. For a grand total of 1,025 points, that puts him at 81st all-time in the NHL record books. Now let's look at Hossa's stats. He played in 1,309 career games, he's 61st all-time in games played. 525 goals, that's 35th all-time, we'll talk about that later. 609 assists, that puts him at 87th all-time, a little lower than Eliach's 617 assists, which resulted in a grand total of 1,134 career points for Hossa, and he is in the top 60 in points of all time at number 57. Now, when you look at the end career for both of these respective players and you're comparing their stats, with the exception of the assist category, you see that Hosa is a little better than Eliach's numbers sometimes, so that can also play into factor, and I'm about to explain why so. 
In the last episode, we talked about Eliach's start to his career. We talked about how he didn't get much playing time in his first two years in the league. He really did not hit his stride until his third year in the league. Whereas for Hosat, he was able to not win Rookie of the Year. So he didn't win Calder Memorial Trophy, but at least he got some sort of recognition for his young start to his career. I know people want to compare these two players because Hosa didn't win many accolades during his career, but we have to look at the end stats. I mean, for example, when you look at the games played, Hosa is 35 positions higher than Eliash. Let's look at the biggest differential between these two players and let's see the goals category. Hosa is 57 positions higher than Eliash. And that's probably one of the most important categories if you are a scorer threat like both of these two players. Now, due to the system that Eliash was in, he was able to get more career assists than Hosa, but it's not by that much. It's only three positions higher, whereas Hosan is destroying Eliash in the dirt with these position rankings. And let's look at the grand total. Drum roll, please. I know that was offbeat. I'm not a drummer. I was never in a band. Give, give me a break. But either way, Hosa is 24 positions higher than Eliash in points. Eliash is in 81st position in the NHL rankings, whereas Hosa is in 57th place. So there we go. Like That's another category that Hosa has Eliash in the dirt. Ladies and gentlemen, I need to put this into perspective. Eliash is the all-time leading Devils player in goals, assists, and points. Whereas Hosa, his stats are great, but all those stats I just listed, none of them are Blackhawks franchise records. Most of those stats that I just read you about Hosa, I can tell you the all-time franchise leaders in those categories for the Chicago Blackhawks. And most of them are broken by a fellow Slovakian player, the late, great, Stan Makita. Makita is the franchise leader for the Blackhawks in games played, assists, and points. The only category that he does not have the franchise record in is goals. That record is still held by Bobby Hull. Nonetheless, if you want to become a Hall of Famer, you got to be best of the best, as I said in the last episode. And the problem with Eliash, even though he has these franchise records, he's only in the top 100. I know you're probably thinking, Only the top 100, Trey? There's been like hundreds and hundreds and thousands and thousands of hockey players. What do you mean he's just only in the top 100? Well, keep in mind, we're talking about a different standard. We're not just talking about a bunch of good hockey players. This is a different standard. Just like I said, we're talking about the Hall of Fame, the elite of the elite. And this is where this phrase, your best is not good enough, comes into play. Because for Eliash, yes, he has all these franchise records, but... The executives, yes, they're going to be looking at that, but they're going to be looking at other categories as well, as in how does he stack up with the best of the best to ever play hockey. So forget about organizations. We're just talking about a pool of great players to ever set their skates on the rink. But there's one final thing that we have to discuss, and it's a big one. It's the overall narrative. And here's what everything has just led up to. We have to look at the narrative between Eliash and Hosa. So when we look at Eliash, the Devils had already won a Stanley Cup in 1995 before he even became a household name. Now we look at Hosa, 
I don't know what the chances of this happening. You make the Stanley Cup three times in a row with three different teams. Also, what are the chances of those two teams facing each other in the Stanley Cup again? Because the first time he went to the Stanley Cup, he was on the Pittsburgh Penguins and they were playing the Detroit Red Wings. The Detroit Red Wings end up winning the Stanley Cup. The very next year, he turns down a big deal with the Penguins and decides to join the Detroit Red Wings. And the Red Wings end up losing that Stanley Cup. The Pittsburgh Penguins got their revenge. What are the chances of that happening? Very slim to none. I need to see if that's ever happened in any of the major four sports category. And remember, everyone loves a good underdog story. So here's Hosa. He's lost two Stanley Cups, and he's going to the Chicago Blackhawks, who haven't won a Stanley Cup since the 1960s. Ladies and gentlemen, I am 21 years old, and my parents weren't even alive the last time the Blackhawks won the Stanley Cup prior to Hosa joining the organization. They end up winning three Stanley Cups in six years. They go from being like the Toronto Maple Leafs and relying solely on their history to becoming a great dynasty in this generation. About 10 months ago, former Blackhawks president and CEO John McDonough had an interview with NBC Chicago. And the question was, would the Blackhawks win their three Stanley Cups in a six-year span without Marion Hossa? And he said, and I quote, My feeling is the Chicago Blackhawks do not win a Stanley Cup, let alone three, without Marion Hossa. It's not just because of his performance on the ice. Sometimes culturally, it's to be in the same locker room with a guy who comports himself professionally, knows how to win, great work ethic, traffic habits. So that's what we miss most about other than being one of the finest human beings I've ever met. It should also be worth mentioning, ever since Hosa had to forcefully retire, the Blackhawks have missed the playoffs the last couple of years. They also just recently let go of McDonough to go in a different direction. So here's the overall narrative. You got Hosa, who's lost his last two Stanley Cup appearances, joins a Blackhawks organization that has not won a Stanley Cup since the 1960s and also lost one of their best players, which... Worth mentioning again, he later became a New Jersey Devil. We'll mention that in a later episode. And now, all of a sudden, they end up winning three Stanley Cups in a six-year span. I know I sound like a broken record when I say this, but that is impressive. Also, it's worth mentioning that the Blackhawks have still have some of those same players on their roster from those championship days, including Jonathan Taves, Brent Seabrook, Duncan Keith, and Patrick Kane. And lastly, I just want to talk about the system in which these two players operated. Eliash wasn't in a favorable system because, remember, the Devils are a defensively focused team. So it was hard for an offensive threat like Eliash to dominate in that kind of system, whereas Hosa was placed into a system that was just bread and butter, peanut butter and jelly, just worked so well for him. So that's also another disadvantage that Eliash has and the type of imprint and legacy that is remembered of his respective team. So in conclusion, I know it's fun to compare Hosa and Eliash in terms of their Hall of Fame status. I know some people were stunned that Hosa was a first ballot Hall of Famer, whereas Eliash wasn't. But you got to remember, nothing is always as cut and dry as it seems. There's always more to it. There's always more to a specific scenario and or situation. And that's what we have to look at. And I think that's what the experts look at as well. And also, there's just some things that Eliash 
it's out of his control. There's nothing he can do. He There was nothing about his performance of play. It's just a system that he was in and also the narrative that has going for him versus of Hossa. So I do honestly believe that Elias will end up in the Hall of Fame at some point. But unfortunately, just due to his story, what the Devils are remembered for, the narrative, and just how everything went down, it's not going to be easy. He could still end up in there. I already said it, but just learn patience, New Jersey. I'm sure our time will come. Good things come to those who wait. So when comparing the two, just hold off a little bit and just think of it from a different perspective. All right, that's all the time I have for. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope to see you in the next episode. Keep an ear out. Remember, wear red and white. We are New Jersey. Have a great day, everybody, and continue to stay safe.